So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, super intelligent, very hardworking, your question-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thanks, baby. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if she really loves your questions, but I actually, I think she loves your questions. She just doesn't necessarily love answering all the questions. <laughs> well, and sometimes I think I just get in my head like, what are they going to ask? And how will I answer? And things like that. Things like that. Yeah. No. We actually do love all your questions. And you came up with some really good ones this week. And we're looking really? forward to going through here very shortly. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Saturday, April 1st, 2023. No fooling. <laughs> Just a couple of fools talking <laughs> That's true. with you. That is true. But no fooling. Um, but this episode is actually dropping on April 2nd of 2023. That's because, well, I don't have the day off on Sunday. So right. we had to record this a little bit early. And I think it's kind of fitting that we're recording this on April Fool's Day. I know. <laughs> For so many reasons. For so we many reasons. We don't have reasons. the time. Yes. <laughs> this could go on forever. Yes, it could be a four-hour episode on why we that April Fool's Day is the perfect day for right. us to be doing this. But whatever day you're listening to this, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. Please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just 
look up at Hyperion Adventures Podcast or just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And I usually say this, leave it for the end of the episode, but I'm going to put the plug in earlier. And that is, uh, if you like to support this podcast, we appreciate if you could give us a review, five-star rating, um, that would be greatly appreciated or maybe become a Patreon. We have levels that start as low as just $2 a month. Well, that's right. And we appreciate everybody who's already a Patreon member. Everybody who's already given us a review. Everybody has told a friend about this show. Right. However, you've supported this show. We truly, truly appreciate it so very much. Now, before we get into this week's episode, you know, we always do this. We like to look back at the week that was because we find that there are these wonderful bright spots in the week that, that happened before. And we want to kind of shine that that spotlight on them because we are the show of positivity. So we like to pick out those positive moments from the week that was. We call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, fantastic, wonderful, all things great in the world. Sure. You know, she has the best lists. She does the best research. She has the best answers to your questions. You're about to hear that. But she also almost always has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, my favorite thing from this week is something we did on Thursday night, which is uh, go with my sister and brother-in-law to a really cute Irish pub uh, out near our area, near Cocoa Beach. And uh, actually, my sister is part of the band, the live band that plays there on Thursdays. Um, and it was just a ton of fun going out there, uh, getting to watch her and listening to the sounds. Uh, everybody in the in the in the bar got really into it. They did great with engaging the audience, and it was just a fun, fun night. Yeah, just a fun uh, time. You know, having a little food, having a little Guinness, right. uh, watching them perform. It was a group of five. Sometimes it's a few more that come in and stop in for the evening right. and. Um, perform Irish music and it's just you know yeah like you said the the crowd got involved yeah. we had a good time and it was great um, and um, I'm going to go ahead and you know just give a free plug to the place that does it it's called Nolan's Irish Pub mm -hmm. in Cocoa Beach and they do this they do they do music all the time but uh, every Thursday night these you know they get uh, some session music is right. what they call it yeah. here and when Michelle's sister is in town now they don't spend the whole year here but when uh, she and uh, Michelle's brother-in-law are in town. Uh, Michelle's sister is, sits in on these sessions. She plays right. accordion. So if you happen to be in the area, if you happen to be in the Cocoa Beach area or, or just you know, or somewhere in Florida and want to have a good night out, come on over there and check them out. I'm sure that they would be appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Go up to her and say, hi, Helen. Yes. <laughs> hi, Helen. The one with the accordion. Yes. Uh, sip in the Guinness. Yeah. Play in the accordion. That's right. Yes. Uh, but uh, it was a good time. We had a great time. That is also one of my favorite things from this Ooh, week. Very cool. I had a couple other things that are my favorite things mm -hmm. from this week as well. One is booking our cruises to mm -hmm. visit Lighthouse Point in yeah. 2024. We've got those booked. It's not going to be right away when they the ship's first start visiting Lighthouse Point. Right. We're going to give it a couple months. Uh, we're going to be going in September. But what's cool about it is we booked a back-to-back. -back. We're going to be visiting Lighthouse Point twice in September. Yeah. That's exciting. Right, right. Now, that was also... That was... On my list until Thursday evening yeah. as my favorite thing of the week. Um, 
So that, that was, yeah, definitely exciting to get that secured and uh, so happy we're going on it. We definitely had great help from our favorite travel, uh, travel authorized, authorized Disney, Disney vacation planner. planner. Right. Yes. Um, Nate, Nate from yes. Main Street and more travel. Right. And, uh, he really did an amazing job at, uh, helping us secure the cabins we wanted, you know, because, you know, sometimes these things go really quickly, especially when they have new sailings announced and things. So, uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get the cabin we wanted, but he came through for us. Yeah. As Nate always does, uh, definitely check him out. Make sure you do. Uh, we had the ad, of course, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. Uh, if you ever want it, we also have a, a link to it in right. all of our show notes right. ever, uh, every week. So if you ever want or looking for a, a certified or excuse me, an authorized Disney vacation planner, um, Nate is great. Nate is great. Wow. Nate the Great. <laughs> a little better than Nate the Great from Ted Lasso, but right, you know what right. I mean. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely check him out. He does a fantastic job. And be sure and tell him Tom and Michelle sent you when you do. Um, But yeah, he helped us out so much and we're so appreciative of that. Finally, my one, my favorite thing from this week is San Diego State's men's basketball program made the final four. That is so exciting, as did the University of Miami. That's true. We definitely have uh, some skin in the games. Different sides of the bracket. (laughs) Right. as by the time we've dropped this, um, we may know if the, those two are squaring off in the national right. championship that game. By so the time cool. you're listening to this, we may know if one of them has won the national right. championship this year. All chances now, but no matter what, both schools will now have a chance that they can always put up in their rafters, in their gym, in their um, in their arena where they play. Right. Final four. That's so cool. Yeah. They won their regionals. There's a final four banner that will be hanging up there. And that is amazing. That's fantastic for both programs. So congratulations to both, but especially San Diego State. (laughs) It's all about the U. Okay. We'll move on. (laughs) Aztecs for life. Aztecs for life. Yes, let, let's go ahead and move on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including we now know when the new DVC member location will be opening for those that want to take a little break during their visit to Disneyland. We'll tell you about that. We found out a little bit more about the ship that will become Disney Cruise Line's largest, including where you'll be able to board this beauty. Mm-hmm. Tell you something about that. And there's an interesting discount available for Walt Disney World annual pass holders that are looking for a voyage through a galaxy far, far away. We'll tell you all about that as well. But we can't put it off any longer. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. love this episode every single year we since we've been doing it this is the fourth consecutive year where we've been doing this michelle (laughs) not so much (laughs) well you know it's not that i don't like it i i think i just get in my head what questions would they ask is there something that i'm going to be embarrassed about those kind of things i know you get in your head about it i do it's fine but our listeners are always so wonderful and they ask the best questions, the sweetest questions, the most interesting questions. And I always, I, I just love going through them and, you know, explaining to everybody some things about us. I mean, because we come on every week and we just start blathering on about <laughs> Disney or whatever. But, 
it's just kind of nice to to go through and and you know find out what our listeners want to know. You know, in yeah, general, that's and, true. Yeah, and I mean, some of these things we've discussed in the past, but we get new listeners all the time, so it's good to kind of go over some of this stuff right, again. Right. You know, and also that you know, I think part of my um, less than positive easiness about it is I'm not one to talk about myself. Openly. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Who is it in this podcast? It's always all yeah. I have the best tips. I have the best lists. Oh wait, that's what I say about you. Right. Sorry, my bad. You're right. You don't. Uh, you know, but I'll definitely answer questions, and I'm happy about. Oh it. yeah, I know you are. You know you are. You just you just have a little nerves before when the until the questions all come right. in. They're like, exactly. what are they going to ask us? I know. It's always, I know. They're always great, and they always have great questions. So, before we actually get into our questions, I do want to put one thing out there that is kind of an answer to many people's question about the show. And that is what, what is with that name? Oh my God. That's so funny. Cause I have that. I thought, okay, you're going to do your thing. And then I'm going to say the same thing. I have that in here. Why is your podcast? See, that's why, we, that's, that's why we're together. You I know. know. We're, we're in sync. That's right. Sort of. Um, yeah. So we've done this. We've talked about it before, but we'll talk about it again. Yeah. When we first started this podcast uh, going on all more nearly five years mm-hmm. now, it's pretty crazy. You know, we kind of think about, you know, this is going to be something new, something different that we're going to do. It's kind of this adventure we're going to go on with this right. show. And I was like, you know, well, when Walt and Roy and the crew all first started, where did they start off? And they started off in the Hyperion Studios. Right. I was thinking, well, you know, why don't we do this? Is kind of our Hyperion Adventure, the start of our big thing. So I was like, right. eh, we'll call it the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Little did I know that that was a name that would be kind of innocuous and people <laughs> wouldn't necessarily understand totally it. People I've had to add things to it. I'm actually thinking about changing the name again right now as we stand where the Hyperion Adventures podcast everything disney for every fan i'm kind of thinking about changing that simplifying it slightly and still being the hyperion adventures podcast but maybe being the hyperion adventures podcast a positive disney podcast or the Mm -hmm. disney podcast of positivity something along those lines right right. um let us know what you think of one of those names is there one that you like over the other is there something else that we're not thinking of that you think would be even better that's a good good Uh, point let us know we'll still always be the hyperion adventures podcast even though the name is super long to type out (laughs) anytime we do it and it's super long to say and it's you know but um we do love that name just the same right yeah it has a lot of meaning you know, to, you know, like you said, with us and in the sense of what we connect with, with the company. Yeah. So there you go. So that's the reason for that. Now, Lee got so many wonderful questions. We can't wait to go through them here. Thank you to everybody that sent us a question. And again, if you didn't get your questions in in time for this episode, we're always happy to answer questions, even though this is just a a episode about that. We'll we'll answer questions every single week. It doesn't even necessarily need to be on the air. We'll be happy to answer questions to say, hey, um, I don't want this on the air, but could you tell us this about you or this about Disney or, you know, some of Michelle's great tips, of course, you know, <laughs> uh, anything like that. We're always happy to answer questions. Exactly. So exactly. let's go ahead and get to them. Let's go ahead and get to our questions. Michelle, why don't you start with the first question we got when we put this out there? Okay. So the first question we got was from uh, George and Lori. And they said, and so nice, uh, they said, we know you're both great podcasters, but what do you do, quote, 
in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the kind words of yes. great podcasters and great nice. podcasters <laughs> should probably be in quotation marks there, but that's fine. Um, Michelle, we used to do things a little differently when we first started this show, correct? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our, our life outside of podcasting was quite different for both of us in yeah. terms of what we did. Right. So I started off, I, the reason we started doing this podcast, I was actually in radio when we first started doing this and I was looking for an avenue for us to talk Disney and it was easy because I was in radio. We already had radio equipment and everything. Right. Um, and, and so that's what I did. Meanwhile, Michelle, you were doing? So I'm nurse manager as administrator of a clinic mm -hmm. and um, doing gobs of hours there, um, but a very uh, amazing role and got to do a lot of great things. You definitely did. Uh, she, she ran a very large clinic in San Diego as the... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the uh, it was called a medical office administrator mm -hmm. is what mm -hmm. your uh, actual title was, right, and you right. were you were great at it. Um, uh, then in uh, 2019, in April of 2019, the radio station that I worked at actually went out of business, <laughs> like it just ceased operations. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have a job anymore. But it kind of worked out in a way in that um, since we had Scott with us at home a lot, I kind of just took that time off and was there for him, essentially. It was there while Michelle was working very hard for the long, long right, period of time. Right, right. We had had him in some programs, some day programs, and right around that time, he was starting to have um, some real challenges with that, some real emotional challenges. And so we had decided um, we were going to pull him out of the program for a while, give him some time to decompress, um, try to work through whatever was bothering him because he really couldn't communicate that. So it actually, um, you know, it, it was something with, you know, the radio station closing was such a disappointment to both of us, but it actually ended up being something that was so beneficial for our family that mm -hmm. I don't know how we would have been able to handle it if that hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when uh, COVID came around, right? And that right, was another yeah, issue entirely, right. and you were working even longer hours exactly. during that. And yeah. we really had to be—we uh, needed him home, even if there was a pro there weren't any programs, even if we were to, looking right. to put him in a program right, at that right. point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at that when we first started, you know, when the radio station first uh, closed, it just happened to be so such a blessing for us because of what we were having to deal with, right? So. So we did that for the long, for a couple years. And then when we decided to make the move out here, we decided to kind of switch roles. And I went back to work and Michelle decided to take some time and, and be with Scott while we're out here and, and, you know, take some breaks from, cause COVID was tough, right, yeah. Michelle? Oh yeah. It, it was definitely some burnout there for it, sure. It was, it was tough on everybody, but the healthcare workers, extremely tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an interesting Obviously, for everybody, an interesting time to live through. I mean, uh, one, just with having to totally change kind of the focus of what we were doing. We, we became one of the uh, busiest locations in San Diego to do testing. Uh, then when vaccinations came in um, and trying to quickly hire tons and tons of you know, temporary staff and everything like that. But anyways, um, it, it was a really busy time. Right. And um, so, like Tom said, as we were moving 
to Florida, we started saying, hey, let's um, let's change roles for right now. Um, and, and this is giving me time too, because because I'm in the process of getting now my Florida RN license so that I could um, yeah, get back into get it back if that's what it. you decide yeah, to do. Yeah, here in Florida. But, um, you know, anyway, so, and we were also able to, you know, over the years do financial planning. We'd gotten a financial planner years ago um, and we got ourselves in a situation that we could comfortably yeah. do this. And, and the, the cost of living is a bit less in Florida right, than it exactly. is in California. Exactly. Um, so, and, and when we got out here, I took a job. Originally, I took a job with the United States Postal Service. And uh, it didn't take me long to figure out that was not the right job for me because the, the, the postal workers, they work incredibly hard. Not that I mind hard work, but it was tough to be home. It was tough to find some some work-life balance out of that job when I first started there. So I right. decided to, after that, and Michelle helped me out, uh, finding a position in healthcare um, out here okay. in uh, Brevard County out to with uh, the company that I now work for. I'm what's called a medical scribe at this current point in my life. I'm actually looking to kind of shift positions within the same company here soon. Um, but ba basically what I do is I help the nurses out by charting a lot of the things that they need to mm -hmm. um, get posted within the medical record. I do a lot of that. And sometimes I do a little help around making sure some PPE is stocked and, you know, right. just kind of helping a little bit with the patients around. But mostly it's about the charting is what I'm doing that position. Yeah. I mean, with the Postal Service, I mean, especially the um, position that you were hired in originally, it was not one that like when you see somebody who's working in the post office, who's been there for 15 years. Yeah, When you they, see your regular mailman, yeah, that you've known Monday for years. Through Friday yeah. or something like that. This was, you know, six, sometimes seven days a week. Um, easily 10 hours days at a minimum um so it was it was difficult yeah it's hard um, work yeah i mean and you know getting into the healthcare industry was also a, a good thing to help us get our our insurance. health insurance benefits so yeah uh i i for the post office if you're young and you're looking to get a good job and you can weather the storm to begin with. Um, it's a really great job. Yeah. Um, I would suggest it if you're young, and because it, it can it'll set you up for life. Believe right, me, right. if you can make it through the first couple of years of doing it. Um, but it's a little tough, especially when you're 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 a little bit older, and, <laughs> and you have a family that you want to be around. We moved out here, and you know, and I was, you know, we got out here, and I was not home a lot. Right, and when right. I was home, I was exhausted. Right. So we had to make a change, and so yeah. that's where we are now. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's good that you're looking for something in the same company um, because you definitely have more skill sets than what your current role yeah. is having you. And we'll see where that goes. But yes. um, yeah, I like my, where I am now. I like the company that I'm in. I'm not, I'm looking to find a, a little job where I can advance a little bit more that there's a little bit more of a, you know, ability to move up in the company. Right, right. Um, but eventually I think that's going to happen and it's, it's a very good company. So yeah. yeah. That's exciting. All so. right. So, yeah. All right. Now, I'll, I got a question now to ask okay. from our listener, Sue. She said, hi, both. Okay. Hope it's okay for to ask a few. Just pick one if you're running short on time. We're going to ask all these questions right, yeah. because we like them all. And here's one that's come up a couple times, I think, in the past. <laughs> I don't, I, at least I think it has in the show, but maybe not. Uh, one, where did you two meet? <laughs> Michelle, you want to tell that story? I guess I could. 
Um, it was a really peculiar way, I have to say, um, but it was fate. Let's just put it that way. Um, this was before like uh, online dating. Yeah, before so, it was a real yeah, Right, before it was a real thing. It was thing. starting, but it right. wasn't a real thing. And we weren't looking to do that. Just so happened that um, my sister and I were planning to go on a trip to Vegas and we had decided we wanted to try to play um, live, practice with live games going on. So we went on Yahoo games and you could do like blackjack there and you weren't really using any money, but you were at least doing a live methodology of the game. And so we did that, but you, it also allowed for a chat feature. To this go is on. like back in 2001. Right. So think of 2001 technology yeah. right yeah. there. Okay. And so, um, there was a chat feature go that was also able to go on. My sister and I were actually on, on our phones, but also watching the game and playing the game and chatting. And that's when we first, um, Tom and I first, we were in the same, at the same table in the same uh, room uh, of the uh, of the game and so we had some chatting going on and everything like that and then I'm not sure if it was the very next week or the or two weeks later that we went to play again and you were in that chat and so we apparently got- that's all I did I just hung out there <laughs> waiting for you that's right um same thing I could say about us but and so uh, but anyways um you know, so we kind of were having some conversations, but um, shortly after that, 9-11 happened. And Tom remembered that my sister's son lived in New York. Um, and so he reached out to say, is everything okay? You know, how's her son and, and things like that. And it just started opening up conversations then. And so from there, we just started um, then, you know, calling each other, having some, um, sending some emails. By the way, I was in California and she was in Florida. Right, the time, right, yes. yeah. And sending emails and everything. And um, then eventually we decided to meet up and realize that we really, it really was love at first sight. Yeah, uh, fell in love and uh, it's, it's taken us, you know, almost, well, 20 years, more than 20 years yeah. now since we met. Right, um, right. But, uh, to where we are at this point. Um, by the way, no, I just wasn't at home just playing these games. I was actually, no, it was worse. I was actually at work because um, what I was doing at the time is uh, I was studio engineering for uh, San Diego Padres baseball. And when you right. do that, you have to do things like when the game is going on, like sometimes you have to cut a highlight whenever they have a commercial break. Yes, you're playing commercials. Right. But there's a lot of time while the game's just going on that you're not doing much. Right. So I would just be there listening to the game and playing blackjack on the computer <laughs> and that's where i kept running into michelle yeah and uh yeah we met up and um you know got i got i convinced her to move to california yeah lived together for a little while then got married and here we are today yeah so very nice cool cool question yeah. yes yeah, very good uh her second question is do you have a special disney or any song that reminds you of each other when you hear it. Michelle, do you have one? Yeah, I. and it's funny because I actually have two. Um, I'm anxious to hear what yours are. Um, but the first one I'll mention is from the Brave soundtrack. It's called The Games. And the reason that song um, 
you know, comes to mind. Or I'm such a game player. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, that's funny that that was the title of it. But um, when we decided to do a vow renewal celebration uh, on a Disney cruise at our 10-year anniversary, um, this was the, the entrance song that that we used for that. Um, so that it has a lot of special meaning in that regards. Um, and then the second song uh, for, for me is the Happily Ever After song because um, we both love that show. Um, but we actually had a very special experience um, when we first saw that. And so it's just so memorable for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I actually, um, I agree that my, my answer to that question is exactly what yours is um that Ooh. actually it's everything from brave because we did True. You know, yeah. it, it, it was funny we did this vow renewal uh for our 10-year wedding anniversary on board the disney cruise we did mm -hmm. an episode about it as a matter of fact way back in our first season the first <laughs> year um but so we came out and we we were like okay we're gonna do pixar themed we didn't talk about what each other was gonna right. wear and we both came out in scottish garb. right <laughs> Uh, I wore a kilt. She wore a tartan and a, a green dress and right. just kind of in this, you know, kind of in this brave. And we did not discuss that. It just right. happened. And then we had this music playing. And so now it's it's pretty much the whole brave soundtrack. To me. True, making, true. Yes. Not just that, right, that song. Right. Yes, definitely that song, but the entire soundtrack. Um, all, whenever I hear it, I think of Michelle. Yeah. Likewise. Thanks, yeah. honey. Yeah, there we go. And her third question is, do you have any hobbies outside of the podcast that's not Disney related? Michelle? Um, yeah. So um, first, I, I don't know if you call it a, ho a hobby or not. I, I kind of think of it as um, love to travel, mm -hmm. you sure. know, and so. A lot of times it's Disney, but. Right. Yeah. yeah. We like to travel in general. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we have some plans for later this year that are not Disney. Yeah, we have a cruise on board yeah. a different cruise line right. that is not a Disney cruise line. Yes. Um, and I'm starting to ease my back, my way back into some of my old hobbies, um, with like with sewing and learning French. Yeah, so, good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Michelle also, she's done a lot of things in her life. She plays guitar. <laughs> she was a pilot at one point. <laughs> she's done a lot of different things. She's had a lot of different hobbies during her life. Yeah, I just keep bouncing around. That's find right. You're going to find something. Yeah. Uh, me, you know, I like to cook. Mm -hmm. um, I do enjoy cooking. That's one of the things I do. You know, some of it is Disney related, but yeah, I do like to cook when I get the opportunity. Michelle's become a heck of a cook now that she's doing more <laughs> cooking, uh, now that she's at home more often. Um, also it's kind of dumb, but it's very much just like teenage me. I still, it's like grew up in the age of Atari and all that. Mm -hmm. I still love video games. I still love to play video games. Yeah. Me too. I almost yeah. said that one. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of one of those things that I, if I just have some downtime, I, right. will, I will break out a video game and play it. And there's some new cool ones coming out soon. Yeah. I'm looking forward to be playing soon. So that's it. Uh, she finished it up with saying, looking forward to the show as always. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Sue. So why don't you go ahead and go to the next yeah, one? Yeah, so our next one comes from Kim. And she said, um, which Disney or Star Wars or Marvel character do each of you most identify with? All right, well, I'll go ahead and start this one off. I, I think the one, and most people are going to be like, it's got to be something from Frozen, right? <laughs> of course, hashtag real men love Frozen. And maybe a little bit of Kristoff. I could see a little bit of that mm -hmm. from me. Um, maybe a little bit Anna. Um, <laughs> but I think really it, it's not the whole entire oeuvre of his life. But I think if you look at Goofy in a Goofy movie, like I can relate so much to Goofy <laughs> in a Goofy movie of just being that dad sometimes that just right. wants to, you know, get, be still 
Coaster's son and everything, and just some of his mannerisms and some of the way he, his goofy actions right. and everything. I, I just kind of, I, I just feel very in sync with Goofy <laughs> a lot of times. I mean, he's just so, he's so loving and his heart is always in the right place no matter what he's doing, even though, it, you know, sometimes it, it, it may come across as kind of goofy or silly right. or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's goofy in everything he's right. done, but in that movie, yeah. uh, he and I are like, we're, we're in sync <laughs> totally. I get it. I get it, Goofy. What about you? All right. So, well, first of all, according to a Star Wars identity quiz, um, it said <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like uh, Director Krennic. Um, <laughs> that was kind of heart crunching for me. Um, very made me cringe. But I, I have to say that it's not altogether not true. <laughs> there you go. Um, but really the character that I most feel that I can relate to or, you know, connect to uh, in our spirit is Candace Fletcher from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> so uh, much. <laughs> I, I definitely have her neuroses, <laughs> but I'm also fun loving and like to do adventurous things or just be willing to be crazy at times. And so I think closest more sure and you're very that. loving you know even though despite she gets a little crazy sometimes <laughs> so does michelle uh she is a very loving person and oh, you know she's you. still she loves her family she loves her boyfriend michelle yeah. and loves her husband i, I think yes, uh, yes so you know that it's it's a very fitting and i there there's so many different things that happen on <laughs> that show that i'm like i just look at her i'm like She's totally you. I know. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think I'm I'm Krennic more when I'm working. Yeah, and, that's true. And Candace more that's when true. I'm just at home or myself. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty good. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we had a question from Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And I think also from Camille and Lorelai. I'm going to combine them all into this question here. Uh, they said, how are you enjoying your new kitchen and is it giving new inspirations for the Disney Dishes blog? Well, I do love the new kitchen. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. I think Michelle has gotten more use out of it recently <laughs> because she's been doing a little more cooking than I have. But I have been able to put a, together a few things for entertaining right. recently. And we did put yeah, a new Disney Dishes recipe out just last week, as right. a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, you can go check that out on Disney Dishes blog. But I do have some more um, ideas and some things I'm going to do soon. I think once we get out to Flower and Garden and right. check out some of those items, I want to yeah. see some of those and see if I can recreate those. Uh, but yeah, th there's there's more to come from Disney Dishes. I'm just trying. I've been trying to settle my work schedule and life schedule right. and everything to try and work it all out and figure it all out. And it seems always changing on me. But as soon as I can get this kind of in a more standard thing, right. I think that this is going to become um, more to the fruition and we're going to get back to right. more Disney Dishes blogs coming more regularly. Right, right. And I think you've found um, when you've, you've made like recently the Disney dish or other dishes when, when you've done it that, you know, you've shared how much you love it so much more than our tiny little San Diego. Oh yeah. There's no kitchen. question. It's so much easier to work with. And um, it's going to be, it's easier to take pictures in and you know, it's, it's easier to cook in. It's easier to take pictures in. It's easier for two of us to actually be right. in the kitchen at the same time if need be. 
And eventually, I'm hoping at some point, now this is, don't hold me to this because it may not happen, but at some point, I'm hoping to be able to videotape, mm-hmm. to videotape, what decade am I from, <laughs> I know, right? to video some of these and possibly get them up on YouTube. So we can, not only do you have the write-up, not only do you have the pictures, but right. maybe you have some video to go along with them. Sure. So um, that's not anytime soon, but we're hoping to do that at some point. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what that happens with that. Great question. How are you liking the new kitchen? Oh, I love the new kitchen. You know, it's it's very spacious. Um, and, you know, we're we really lucky that we have a huge pantry. We have extra cabinets and stuff like that. So it really is a, a dream kitchen for it sure. Is. It's great. And we love our new mm-hmm. kitchen um, so much. And we can't wait to uh, use it even more and to entertain more. That's right. So. All right. The next question comes from Natalie. And she put, what are your dream run Disney weekend themes, each race and the overall theme? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead with that one. Um, uh, we love a good run Disney race and a mm-hmm. good run Disney race theme. I think what's always closest to my heart, and especially since it hasn't been around for a while, um, and it was like our first race we ever ran and our last race we ever ran at Disneyland is I'd love to see Marvel or the Avengers mm-hmm. come back. You know, it won't happen at Walt Disney world, unfortunately, right. at least not as we, uh, in the current situation with things and with right. negotiations. Um, but it, now that Disneyland races are coming back, maybe they could bring it back to Disneyland. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I'm thinking something along like we can have one race that, you know, I'm thinking of more, you know, let's move it into more of what the characters are now. You know, maybe we can have a, the Marvels right. race, you know, yeah. um, you know, uh, was it further, stronger, faster, Right. you know, something along those lines. I would love to see, I, I know it's been a little bit since this show has been on, but like a Wanda vision. Right. Race. Yeah. That would be yeah, so yeah. cool. You know, and that you could think about how the the costumes would come from the different, yeah, from all the different portions of that show. I'd love to see that. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, Captain America is universal. You can Mm -hmm. go as past Captain America, new Captain America, whatever. Um, I think there'd be a lot of fun stuff that could go along with that as well. But I'd love to see the Marvel races return. Right, right. No, that's a definitely good one. Um. For me, I th- Star Wars number one. Mm-hmm. You that'd, know. Be, that'd be the next one for me. Yeah. For sure. um, you know, I, I think that whether you're, you know, we'd have, they could do some with more of the animated things now because I think especially kids are more acclimated to knowing those characters and things. Um, but maybe every once in a while, like on anniversary years, do some of the, you know, the films. Um, but I have to say, I was really excited about food and wine having an Alice in Wonderland theme. Mm-hmm. I just think that leaves so much range of what you could do for, you know, going down the rabbit hole and what, what, what happens, you right. know, and so what kind of costume or whatever that you could run in. Yeah, uh, a lot of cool stuff there. I'd love to see the Star Wars ones come back mm-hmm. um, both on, on both coasts. Right. That would be exciting. Again, that's another, you know, our first half marathon was mm-hmm. the Star Wars half marathon out right. here at Walt Disney World. Uh, so I'd love to see that come back. Um, you know, who knows? We don't know what the next, I you mean, know, the springtime surprise race weekend is coming mm-hmm. up here, but the one after that for next year, for 2024, we don't know what the theme of that right. will be yet. Mm, you know, why not? Let's right, get back exactly. to Star Wars again. Yeah. Let's do something yeah. like that. That'd be fun. Right. You know, Indiana Jones would be kind of fun too. That's true. You know, yeah. Indiana Jones might be fun as well. Yeah. But 
Anyway, uh, lots of we love all the themes that they do, but uh, I think those would be our favorites right. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Great question. Speaking of Star Wars, let's get <laughs> to our friend Pat. He asked, and it wasn't a Star Wars question, at least not specifically. He said, if you could be friends with any Disney character, who would it be and why? Michelle. Jar Jar Brinks, 100%. <laughs> Jar Jar Brinks. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I think if we were talking like old school, I would say Bert from Mary Poppins. I mm. think he's a hoot and a lot of entertainment, um, you know, from him. But... I, I think overall, um, I actually was thinking about um, from Rebels, Kanan and Hera. Um, I really like the personalities that they portray, uh, what they strive to do, and just their overall spirit. I just, I think I would enjoy being friends with them going on adventures. There you go. That would be quite an adventure for sure. Yeah. For sure. What about you? Well, and as we all know, hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, Olaf, of course. Um, but really, when I think about it, I, that's the easy go-to. And I do like warm hugs right. and he'd be a lot of fun. But sure. really, like, for many reasons, I think Baymax would be the best friend oh, to sure. have. I yeah. Mean, because he'd always protect you. He'd, right. He'd do it both. And, you know, hey, I mean, he'd cut on your health care costs because he's there <laughs> taking care of every right. little scratch, bump, bruise you got going on. <laughs> and he's so huggable and wonderful. And funny. He and, is funny. Every once in a while, you'd, you'd like intentionally let his batteries run down. <laughs> Just <laughs> so to he watch sounds like he's a little drunk. Baymax drunk. here. <laughs> so that's why I think Baymax. Great answer. Be my, yeah. Great Thanks. answer. Thanks. All right. Well, Charles also sent us a question. Uh-huh, Charles. <laughs> Dolls or figures? <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> They are the same. <laughs> now, if you don't know what this is all is about, uh, Pat and Charles, who do the Conversations podcast, and we love those guys, and they do some interesting stuff with action figures where they'll put them in various different locations and do kind of uh, these these picture sets of these, right. you know, it's, it's really cool. It's actually yeah. very, very cool. Yeah, very creative. And Michelle is recently taking up starting to do this. <laughs> And more than anything else, just because we like to give them a hard time and they get all worked up about it, we remind them that you're playing with dolls, Pat and Charles. We remind them? We do. Or, or you remind okay, them. I do and Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives <laughs> podcast true. do as well. But you're playing with dolls and it's okay because it's great. We love it. But they get so worked up that, you know, oh, they're figures. No, they're, they're action figures. They're all dolls. And it's fine. <laughs> Play with the dolls. It's okay. They're cool. You're cool. It, well, you're not cool. But you know what I mean. It's fun. It's okay. It's okay to admit they're dolls, Pat and Charles. Action figures. They're so, dolls. Okay, action figures. Okay, Michelle says they're action figures. I say they're dolls. I think they're both personally, but that's just me. All right. <laughs> Back to the more serious questions again. Uh, this one's from Tony. He said, love these episodes. One, how has your view of Walt Disney World changed since being locals? Are there any rides slash restaurants that you like more or less? I think actually this question also came from uh, Jonathan and Camille who uh, sent out, they sent a very similar question to this as well. So just so you know, Uh, Michelle, do you have an answer for that one? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest change for me um, since being more of a local here and and I used to live in Florida, um, but I actually have really grown to love Disneyland. And Mm -hmm. so I think the view I have that has changed on Walt Disney world 
is that sometimes I wish it could be a little bit more like Disneyland and some of the things. And some of the things are beyond the, you know, control of the company, like, like Marvel and everything like that. But, um, but what I would say is I do like how now at Walt Disney World, the food upgrades have been, especially at the resorts, um, really appreciating that, uh, especially like when you can go to the lounges and get some really delicious small plates and be able to try different things. It, it's really great. Um, and I think being able to know that I can do a day trip, that I can just go up mm -hmm. and back on the same day. Um, so it makes me feel like I don't have to do everything once I'm out there. I can just, you know, pick and choose a few things that can be really fun to do. Um, but uh, it, yeah, and then also then to be able to enjoy the the restaurants at the resorts. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is to me, it's, it's, we've just kind of flipped things in that we used to, when we went to Walt Disney world, when we lived in California, it was always a big vacation. So we had to do, you know, a week out here or something. Right. Most of the time it had to be a right. longer vacation, sometimes even more. Uh, whereas Disneyland, we could do in a day, a couple days right. tops, you know, I still think Disneyland usually is about three days worth for most people. Right. But, um, now Walt Disney World, we're doing it, you know, because we because we can go and visit whenever we want. We're lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, we are doing the day trips out there right. and not feeling like, you know, we have to, since we're only going to be out here, we may not be back for another year or another six months or whatever yeah. it might be that we need to make sure and hit up all the parks and we need to, you know, get those key attractions right. in and get those restaurants we want. No, it's like, okay, we're going to go out there for the day, hit up a couple things, maybe relax somewhere and mm -hmm. have something to eat and a drink and then head home. Um, that's, you know, just a completely different approach to right. it. It's actually very similar to what we would do with Disneyland a lot yes. of times back right. when we lived in California. Foreign. Right. So they've just kind of flipped in, in yeah. that regard. Yeah. And actually Disneyland was with this, with the way they had the reservation system, it was a little bit more challenging to get in there. Whereas at Walt Disney world for the most part, except for some key weeks, it's, it, you can get reservations into the park. So I think we're discovering more, um, lounges and pool bars and stuff like that, that aren't necessarily in the parks that right. we're enjoying that much more that are, we're making a key part of our short visits sometimes, right. you know? Yeah. We're finding some gems of like some really delicious fish tacos at or, places right. that, you know, that's like at that. a pool bar, yep. you know, and uh, with a nice cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, so we're, yeah, that's how it's changed a little bit. Uh, this one, his next question Number two, what's one thing about you that you think the listeners would find surprising? Michelle. I think they'd be surprised to know that I am in a Guinness Book of World Records. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have a couple pictures in there. Um, and I have like about five or seven certificates of various world record events that I planned for and helped um put on and participated in so there you go yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. it was fun they were health related um you know we uh, still have those around don't we yeah, yeah sometime when we get this office set up and we start <laughs> getting some pictures <laughs> and some videos out there uh you may get to see some of those guinness records yeah, maybe so yeah um it, it was a interesting year at the the company that I worked for decided that they each month wanted to do a different Guinness world record related to healthcare. Um, it, it was like literally like putting on 
a wedding every month with different participants, different people, you, you know, because we'd have to get like different departments together and quickly do this. And um, it was challenging. However, um, we were successful. So that was a really good thing. But um, the other thing about it is it, it really taught me you can put a project together and do a really good job without having to take an enormous amount of time. Yeah. You know, just making sure you you have, uh, you know, a good plan to go through to and get the right people together quickly and get the buy-in and just say, got to do it. There you go. Yeah. Very good. So. Very good. What about you? Uh, for me, I'm sure there's a few things, but the one that came to my mind right off the bat was that I have actually been in the White House the White House in the United States in Washington, D.C., several times, including for a relatively high-level meeting at one point. Um, one time it was when I was very, very young, and <laughs> I've actually been in the Oval Office sitting behind the president's desk. That's another thing you might see a picture of yeah. here sometime from our house. Talking to the president. Talking to the president, yes. I've done that. And uh, later on in life, as I was in my, oh gosh, it may have been the early 30s. I can't remember. It was either late 20s, early 30s. Uh, let's see. It must have been early 30s. Yeah. Um, I have actually attended uh, a meeting mm -hmm. uh, with some yeah. high level people uh, within the West Wing itself. Yeah. So um, very cool. Yeah. Um, that was a good one. Yeah. Yep. So the, the, so there you go. I'm I'm. I, I know all the I know all the pieces I know I I, I, I know all the players you know, no really the I just happen to know somebody who knew all the players we're cool. related to somebody who knew all the players I'll say that very cool yeah so uh, next one from Tony uh, number three Michelle when doing your world famous and clearly the best <laughs> research. What are some of your favorite sources? Well, first of all, Tony, so kind of you to say things like that. I really appreciate it. Um, well, my main goal is to, you know, to provide, well, interesting, but also information that is from reliable sources. And I, I use several routinely. If it's a historical topic, um, I usually begin with the Walt Disney Family Museum and start you know, getting some data from them. Um, and the D23 website, um, if it's more current, I might start with the Disney Parks blog. And again, just start getting some key points and then start researching in some of those elements. Um, but I also love books and I have a ton of you books. Do ton of Disney books. Um, some of them written by Imagineers like Marty Sklar, uh, Rolly Crump and Randy Bright. Um, also books from Becky Klein, who's the director of Disney archives. Um, we also have like magazines from our membership with D23 and DVC membership um, that we get routinely that have a lot of great articles in them there. And lastly, I, I have a pretty nice collection of Disney magazines from the 1990s. Um, and they're real gems. And what's really fun about those is those articles aren't written like in a historical because they're telling what's happening now. And so it's kind of fun to, you know, blast from the past, look back at some of those things. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Michelle has the best research because she has great <laughs> sources uh, to get that best research. From, so. Yeah. I, I won't use something that's just 
on no just on the internet on the internet unless it uh, has a few things that back it up from yeah. some of your favorite sources right right if if i happen to as i'm doing the searching see something that you know from some other disney um link that's not associated directly with the company i might try to find out if and verify that through a more reliable source but i won't yeah. start there we try and be fairly reliable on our information here that's part of the reason why you'll hear i mean it's it's all seems like we're just a propaganda machine for Disney and the Disney parks blog and this and that, because that's what I usually use for the Disney stories of the week a lot of times. But that's because you know, when it's coming from them, that it's real, Mm -hmm. you know, where there's a lot of other websites out there that sometimes just want the clicks. And um, I'm not going to, I try to avoid the rumors as much as possible. But um, that's not talking about Michelle's research, what this is really about. It's more just as what we want to do as a show show in general. Right. Definitely fitting to put in there. So cool. Very good. And finally, his fourth question is, can you pinpoint the moment when Disney became something special in your life, Michelle? Um, I, I think the first time that I actually went to Walt Disney World when my parents took me when I was young, I just, I knew that it was special and loved it. You know, I was excited to go when I heard we were going, but then once I was there, it was beyond my imagination for special. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, I can't pinpoint from my young life. I did go to Disneyland, you know, a, f- a fair amount when I was young. I did have my opportunities. And I did love Disneyland as a kid, as most kids do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I did slip kind of out of it, as some people do, as you get into your teenage years, you, maybe your early 20s or whatever, and maybe you don't right. go as often. You know, right. not that I ever completely was out of it. Not that I didn't go occasionally or whatever. Um, I did. Um, but it wasn't there. So I'm going to pinpoint the moment in my life when, you know, Disney was came special was when I met Michelle because uh-huh. Michelle brought Disney back into my life and um, back into the forefront of what we enjoy doing. And, you know, and, and, you know, when I met, we were still on separate coasts. One of the first things we did when I went to visit her in Florida is we went to Walt Disney World. I'd never gone to Walt Disney World before. Yeah, so that, that just you know, tells you what that kind of just all started to bloom again and that's where the love of disney um was created it was with the love of my beautiful wife oh thank you baby that's so sweet thank you thank you so finally we have one more uh, listener that sent us some questions michelle uh why don't you hit up what sent was sent to us by scott okay scott said let's play a round of one's gotta go very exciting but tough tough no 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 you're so (laughs) cruel scott (laughs) all right so uh, Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, or Disneyland? One's got to go, so you got to pick the one that's got to yeah, go. Right. Uh, I don't want to see either of them go, but if I'm going to pick between the two of those, I grew up in California. I'm a Disneyland person. Sorry, Magic Kingdom's got to go. I agree. I would say if I had to knock one of those two off, it would be Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. But before knocking it down, I would transport the people mover and the castle That's true. to Disneyland. That's true. <laughs> Although I do love Sleeping Beauty Castle. There's something quaint about the little castle at Disneyland, is, you know. Is, but yes, yeah. I, I agree. Cinderella Castle is... Is a it is a little bit nicer, right. and yes, the people mover needs to be back at Disneyland. Please bring the people mover back to yeah. Disneyland. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. all right. So the next one is uh, Hollywood Studios or California Adventure. Park. I'll let you answer this one first. This one, I would say Hollywood Studios. 
uh, and I would keep uh, California Adventure Park. There's just so much more to do and see there. It's it, and it just continues to become more and more of um, the highlight. In fact, if I could only go, if I'm at in California and I can only go to one park, I'm going to California Adventure Park, and it's you know kind of got a vibe like uh, Epcot, but even fresher, you know, and even more exciting. To me, it's if Hollywood Studios and Epcot had a baby, it's California Adventure yeah, Park in many right. ways. Um, because of the fact that we're keeping Disneyland mm-hmm. and it has Star Wars Galaxy's Edge right. there, um, I can get rid of Hollywood Studios. That would be uh, the only sticking point for me getting rid uh, of, of keeping Hollywood Studios is, is that that was the only place I could go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right. I can go at Disneyland. I love Disney California Adventure Park. Sorry, Hollywood Studios, you gotta go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love it. I, I and the, none of these are easy. I love all oh, of yeah, these parts for sure, um, for sure. But yeah, it's right. All right, Star Wars or Marvel? Uh, well, uh, this is a really tough one because I love both. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, Marvel came on my later in life. Star Wars was there since 1977, and it's right. been in my life ever since. Marvel, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine living in a world without Star Wars. Yeah. So, um, agreed. I love Marvel to death. It's real. This one's really tough. Yeah, right? yeah. That one was. Tough. Um, it's it's Star Wars for me. Yeah. All right, Anna or Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> you answer this one first, Anna. <laughs> Anna's got to go. Yeah, it was a little easier on this one oh, for me. Really? Anna's got to go. Yeah, keeping Elsa. This one's really tough for me um, because. I love both those characters for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Elsa's strength. I, do too. I like I do Anna's too. quirkiness, but you know, her also her loyalty, mm-hmm. you know, to her family and right. to her sister, even though, you know, she was basically shut out of her life for so long. Right. Elsa, you gotta go. Ooh. I'm more like Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna's gotta go, then I gotta go. <laughs> well, that's tough. Oh, that's man. that one's brutal. Yeah. Maybe not as brutal as the next one. Yeah. All right, Mickey or Minnie? <laughs> Mickey, you gotta go. Oh, man. I love Minnie to death. Minnie is the sweetest. You gotta go. Mickey, Minnie's gotta stay. Sorry, Mickey, you gotta go. <laughs> well, I, I revolted against this one. <laughs> I said I just refused. I, I will not answer this one. I will one. not answer this one. Come um, on, you gotta to answer. To me, it's just you like, go. Mickey and Minnie belong together just like you and me, and I couldn't imagine separating them or us. All right, I didn't. I went through with it and I gave an answer. There Michelle did. did not. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, those were tough. Thank uh, you. Yeah, that's those why were you exciting. finished it out, Scott. Because yeah. those were brutal. Right. Those were tough. Very fun though. Very uh, I love all those. Yeah. I didn't want to get rid of anything. Exactly. But thank goodness we don't really need to do that. Right. right. So, <laughs> thanks everybody. Thanks for all the wonderful yeah. questions. We hope you learned a little bit more about us uh, through this. Um, we look forward to answering more questions in the future. Again, you do not need to wait until we do one of these Ask Us Anything episodes, usually around April every year. Um, ask us questions. We're happy to answer them. We're not completely 100% <laughs> an open book, but like mostly an open book, just right. with a couple things redacted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we would love your questions. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, we appreciate hope you, it. We hope you liked our fourth annual Ask Us Anything show.
lot of fun. Thanks, everybody who sent us yeah. in the questions. We really appreciate them. I, I, I love doing this show. I mean, of course, we'll answer your questions every week if, you, if there's something you want to know. Um, but I love doing this show because you know, we get new listeners on a regular basis that maybe not know a lot about us. And it's kind of great to kind of go through some of these. And some of these, are, you know, we've answered on other shows, other are Ask Us Anything shows. But it's kind of a great refresher to kind of go through right. these things. And we want you to know who we are, who you're listening to every week, kind of the ins and outs of what we like, what we do, who we are. Right. And everything we just feel that draws us that much closer to you. Exactly. You know, that, how can you be better friends with people as, as if you're vulnerable? Exactly. Right? So that's why we like to do this every single year. It is one of my favorite episodes. Michelle's, yeah. Uh, but it is <laughs> my one paranoia. Of my, yeah, I know. It is one of my favorite episodes every year. And I, and I always am intrigued by the interesting questions that you right. all come out yeah. with. So. Uh, thank you so very much. Now, uh, but usually we get to the Disney stories of the week, and we will be doing that. But before that, we still need to get back to our Hyperion Disney 100 years, excuse me, our Hyperion 100 years of Disney storytelling madness bracket. We've got <laughs> another couple rounds to go through as we find out who is the champion of Disney storytelling from the attractions, the resorts, the experiences, and the restaurants uh, throughout the Disney yeah. company. And this week, uh, originally I was going to go through the entire rest of it, but I decided that, you know, there's a lot to go through here. So this week we're going to build up the drama a little bit more. Mm. We're just going to go and find out who is victorious in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and we'll tell you who will be in the Final Four matchup for next week, so you'll know who's in the Final Four, and then I'll move on to the Final Two, and of course, who ends up winning this bracket. And that also goes for who ends up of our listeners that turned in brackets that will win our little Disney prize package. Yeah, yeah, so fun. That'll be fun. So let's go ahead and get to our Switch 16 matchup. We'll start with the Disney Parks and Attractions Regional. And if you don't remember, our Sweet 16 first matchup is between the number one seed, Rise of the Resistance, mm-hmm. and the number five seed, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Michelle, did you have one of these uh, one of these attractions mm-hmm. moving on to the Elite Eight? I did. I did. I had uh, Rise of the Resistance. As did I. And that is who moves on to the All Elite right. Eight. It is Rise of the Resistance. So the one seed continues on yeah, uh, through that regional. Yes, it will be going up against either. It's a battle of classic attractions here. Number three seed, the Haunted Mansion. Or the number 10 seed, Pirates of the Caribbean. Michelle, did you have either of these advancing in yours? No, I did not. I did. I had Haunted Mansion, the three seed advancing. However, in a stunning upset, <laughs> maybe not so stunning, but in an upset, the number 10 seed Pirates of the Caribbean moves on to the Elite Eight. It will square wow. off against the number one seed of Rise of the Resistance. We'll get back to that matchup in a little bit here. Moving down to the Parks and Experiences bracket for the Sweet 16, we have the number eight seed of Fantasmic going up against the number four seed of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Michelle, did you have one of those advancing into the Elite Eight? I did not. I didn't either because I I had Happily Ever After doing so much better than it did here. (laughs) Um, But we know Fantasmic upset it in the last round. So, But who will move on? It was 
the four seed Star Wars Galaxy's Edge moving on to the Elite Eight, knocking off Fantasmic. Mm. And it will go up against either the number three seed of Cars Land, of course, from Disney California Adventure Park, right. or the number two seed of World of Color, again, from Disney's California Adventure Park. Michelle, did you have one of those advancing into the Elite Eight? I did. I had Cars Land. As did I. I had Cars Land. And yes, it is yeah. Cars Land advancing into the Elite Eight. So it'll be the three seed of Cars Land going up against the four seed of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in the Elite Eight. Now, and again, this is another one we will get to here in a moment. Moving over to the other side of the bracket, we have in the top the big and small screen stories regional. In the Sweet 16, we have the number one seed of Beauty and the Beast going up against the number five seed of the Imagineering Story. Michelle, did you have either one of those advancing into the Elite Eight? I did not. I did. I have Beauty and the Beast advancing into the Elite Eight, and that is who is advancing. Mm -hmm. The number one seed, Beauty and the Beast, moves on. But who will it be squaring off against? Will it be the number three seed of Toy Story? Or the number seven seed, the surprise, knocking <laughs> off Mary Poppins in the last round, the Mandalorian. Michelle, did you have either one of those moving on to the Elite Eight? I didn't, because I really had Mary Poppins's. <laughs> I had Mary Poppins. There. I mean, I had Toy Story, but I thought Mary Poppins would beat Toy yeah, I had, Story. I had Frozen, which Toy Story, of course, I had hashtag real men love Frozen <laughs> moving on, but Toy Story knocked uh, Frozen out. Uh, and I had Mary Poppins in this, you know, moving on as well. Yeah. But uh, we, you know, the big upset of the Mandalorian wow. moving on. So will there be another upset? Will the Mandalorian knock off another Ooh. favorite in Toy Story? It does. The Mandalorian, the wow. Cinderella story continues to move on to the Elite Eight, knocking out the three seed Toy Story. So in the Elite Eight, it will be the number one seed, Beauty and the Beast, going up against the number seven seed, the Mandalorian. Wow. Well, again, another bit of a shocker from the Mandalorian. Yes, yes. Pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. And by the way, again, your votes are what picked these, not ours. <laughs> the way you went through the bracket, that's what decided we moved on. That's how the Mandalorian is ending up here. We didn't just choose the Mandalorian to move on. So just know that going in. Yeah. Speaking of upsets, as we go down to the resorts and restaurants part of the bracket, we had the big time Cinderella matchup here in the Sweet 16 of the eighth seed, the Olani Resort, going against the 12th seed of Space 220. Michelle, I can't imagine you had either one of no, those making not. into the Elite no. Eight. Neither did I. But one of those will have to advance and the... One that did make it to the Elite Eight was the 12 seed of Space 220. Wow, sweet. Yes, just outlasting the Olani Resort and moving on. We have fun listeners. I yes, tell I'm telling you. Uh, some of these are really, really surprising and fun, like you said. Uh, very well put. Uh, so it will go up against either the number two seed of Trader Sam's Lounge. It doesn't matter which coast you like Trader Sam's at. They're kind of counting them both together right. in this one. Or the number three seed of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Did you have either of those advancing, Michelle? I did. I had Galactic Star Cruiser. I had Trader Sam's Lounge moving on to the next round. Yeah. However, it was the three seed of Galactic ah. Star Cruiser <laughs> that does advance into the Elite Eight. Again, it'll go up against this Cinderella, another Cinderella story of Space 220, the 12th seed uh, that was into that round. Let's go back to the attractions part, the Disney Park attractions 
uh, part of the regional to see who will make it into the final four in after this Elite Eight matchup between the number one seed, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, or the number 10 seed, another, again, another Cinderella, Pirates of the Caribbean. Michelle, did you have either one of these attractions moving on into the final four? I did. I had Rise. I had Rise as well. And yes, finally, <laughs> the number 10 seed of Pirates of the Caribbean. Sorry. The slipper fit for so long, but now it is gone. Uh, Rise of the Resistance, uh, just a bit too powerful. It will be in our final four. But who will it go up against? Will it be the, out of the Disney Parks Experiences bracket, will be the number three seed of Cars Land or the number four seed of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Michelle, did you have either one of those moving on? I did. I had Cars Land. Mm. This was a really tough one for me. Um, not that I didn't have get Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I had Happily Ever After advancing to this point. But I love so much Cars Land and Happily Ever After. It was tough for me to decide. But I had at this point thought this was going to be the year of Happily Ever After. I still think it's the year of Happily Ever After. <laughs> but it's not for this bracket as they got knocked out far back. Right. So I did not have Cars Land advancing. However... Everybody else did. Cars Land does make it into the final four. So our matchup on this side of the bracket will be number one seed Star Wars Rise of the Resistance versus the three seed of Cars Land. That's nice. going to be a really, really interesting battle yeah. here coming up in the next round when we announce that next week. Moving on to the other side of the bracket. Over in the big and small screen stories bracket, we had the... Beauty and the Beast as the number one seed going up against, again, the surprise, the seventh seed, the Mandalorian in the Elite Eight. Michelle, did you have either no, of those advancing? I did not. I didn't have them making it to that to the Elite Eight. So I did. I, again, went with the number one seed. I had Beauty and the Beast advancing. Will the Mandalorian beat Ooh. another, pull off another upset, another major upset, mm. and move on? Wonder. Sorry, Mando. Sorry, Grogu. Nope. Beauty and the Beast, just too strong. Beauty and the Beast, the one seed, is moving on to the final four. But it was a heck of a run for the Mandalorian, yeah. for sure. They knocked off some powerhouse franchises right, to yeah, get to that point. Cool. Yep. So, who will they be squaring off against? Will it be either the number three seed of Galactic Star Cruiser or the number 12 seed, another huge Cinderella, Space 220 in the rest in the resorts and restaurants portion of the bracket. Did you have either of those advancing into your final four, Michelle? No, I'm trying to figure out really now why I didn't have Galactic Star Cruiser, because I do think that is excellent storytelling, mm -hmm. but um, I didn't, so... I did not either. I, I had, um, of course, I had Galactic Star Cruiser getting knocked out by Trader Sam's Lounge, as I mentioned earlier. Space 220 got knocked off a long time ago. I had the Wilderness Lodge knocking them out way <laughs> off in the first round. Matter of fact, I had the Wilderness Lodge going all the way to the final four. Tells you how my bracket is going. Yeah. Uh, so I did not. I had the poly, so. Yeah, there you go. So who would it be? Galactic Star Cruiser, Space 220, a couple of wonderful outer space experiences. Mm -hmm. It is Galactic Star Cruise. They're the number three seed going on to the final four. So the bracket, uh, the matchup in the final four on this side is another number one seed versus a number three seed, just like in the other side of the round. It is the number one seed, Beauty and the Beast, that will be going up against the number three seed of Galactic Star Cruiser. 
We'll tell you how those final four matchups and, of course, the final, the national championship or the championship game ends up going. We'll be telling you all about that in next week's episode. So be sure you download that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of fun. I I've, I've love these uh, brackets. I love seeing how the listeners have voted on these and how they turn out there. I, obviously, by the fact that my bracket was ruined very early on, <laughs> uh, I'm completely surprised by how some of these things turn out. Yeah, yeah. It's Again, it's really cool how our listeners, one, that you, you all did get engaged. And I know it takes time. It's a, it's a big bracket, a lot of things to go through. Um, but we definitely appreciate it, and you make it fun for us. And yeah. you're, as Tom mentioned, you're the ones that came up with how the brackets played out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. I love it that that's how it is. It's not just us kind of going through it and deciding for ourselves right. and how these things should turn out. No, you pick them. And that's how they end up going. And remember, if you're going through this bracket and trying to figure out how you're doing in it, remember the, pul- the points multiply. So every win you got in the first round was worth one points. Every win in the second round is worth two. Every win in the Sweet 16 is worth four. Every win in the Elite Eight is worth eight. It's going to continue to move on. 16, 32. There's a lot still to happen here. So you still have a shot if you have some of these uh, attractions, right. resorts, restaurants, experiences still alive in your in our final four. Right. Yeah. So don't count yourself out too quickly. Don't count yourself out. You still got a shot at this thing. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to win our prize pack. Not that I could anyway, but right. I, I was eliminated very early on. So. Uh, so much fun. Let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. Speaking of fun, we've got a lot of fun stories for you this week, including we now know when the new DVC member location will be opening for those that want to take a little break during their visit to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's been exciting watching all the information coming out yeah. about what it's going to, the theming and things. Yeah, it looks really cool. This came to us in a Disney Vacation Club email that we received. They said... The newest and first ever member lounge at Disneyland Park in California, Disney Vacation Club Starview Station, a member lounge, opens on April 19th of 2023. Nice. So just a few weeks. Less than three weeks away from as we're recording and dropping this episode. So it's going to be here very soon if you have a Disneyland trip planned right. and you're a DVC member or know somebody. Yeah. Uh, you, you might have your shot to go visit this wonderful spot very yeah, soon. That's exciting for them. So happy that that's going to be coming out soon now. Yeah. So it's located in the heart of Tomorrowland. This complimentary space will welcome eligible members and their guests to refresh and recharge while visiting the original Enchanted Man- uh, in the original Enchanted Kingdom. Enjoy comfortable seating, complimentary soft drinks, a dedicated Disney Vacation Club member services team, and complimentary Wi-Fi and more. Sounds very much like the one we get to visit very often out at Epcot, which right. we enjoy very, very much. Yeah, so that, I think, like like I said, that's what makes me happy for the people on the West Coast that you're going to, if you're a DVC member, you're going to have this opportunity. So, right, for cool. sure. I would love to see uh, DVC member lounges in all the Disney parks. I, I think know. That would be a, a wonderful thing for those of us who, wonderful perk for those of us who, you know, are members of this group. And right. spend a lot of money to be members of this group. <laughs> but, you know, it is always exciting whenever. I mean, we've been to the Epcot one numerous times. Yes. And we always get excited when we go yeah, up there. Yeah, it's always it's just, just a little fun treat. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing super special or anything, but it, yet it still feels kind of exclusive and special. It's right, nice, yeah, you know? yeah. It's not that, you know, not everybody's able to get into it. And, you know, even just to go have some of the, the sodas and, you know, we'd like to do the mashups of different flavors together yeah. and experiments. 
So it's just kind of cool to be able to have that location to do that. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, they have those soda machines. Maybe you've seen them in, they have them in some of the theaters out mm-hmm. there that it's kind of just a variety of, of Coca-Cola products right. that you can, you can select from and you can mix and match as Michelle said, or you can try some things you've maybe never tried before. I'm not going to say it's club cool. They don't have like the Beverly. I don't think they have the Beverly no, out there, but, but, but it is kind of like that and that you can just kind of go up there and sample a bunch of different things and they have some little snacks you know like some chips and cookies and some yeah. other things up there as well so and it's just a nice place to kind of cool off during a hot day or a rainy day right. or it, it is really a nice perk of being a dvc member for sure yeah i mean and the cups are regular sized cups so they're not like the little tiny they're ones not like that, the, yeah they're not yeah. the shot glasses you right, get at club right. cool yeah. yeah so you get you know you they're get, not like these giant right. enormous cups but right. they're nice size, nice regular drink size cups yeah. right and they also have a keurig machine there that you yeah. get coffees or, or hot tea. chocolates and tea and yeah so um yeah it, it it is just a little nice oasis that you can take advantage of yeah. and we do that um virtually every time we're there when we right. when we're <laughs> there during the hours it's open at epcot and uh, I would imagine that this one at Disneyland will be very similar and looking forward to when we happen to get back out to the West Coast. I think it's January 2024 Four. that we're planning on right now. We've got the Run Disney race out there and we will definitely be visiting when we're out yeah, there for yeah. sure. Less for than sure. a year. Yeah, it's coming up. It'll be here before we know it. That's right. Moving on to our next story, we found out a little bit more about the ship that will become Disney Cruise Line's largest, including where you'll be able to board this beauty. Mm -hmm. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said on Wednesday, Disney Cruise Line and Singapore Tourism Board announced magical cruise vacations to Southeast Asia for the first time. Yeah, so it's going to be sailing out of Singapore once it debuts. Uh, under a recently signed memorandum of understanding, Disney Cruise Line and Singapore Tourism Board agreed to collaborate to homeport this brand new Disney cruise ship exclusively in Singapore for at least five years, beginning in 2025. Uh, more details about the maiden voyage uh, and itineraries um, and onboard experiences will be announced, they say, at a later date. Yeah, so that's exciting. Very, very, very exciting. Yeah, I kind of had a feel. Well, I've kind of had a feeling for a long time that one of the new Disney ships was going to be heading to the Asian right. market because mm-hmm. of, you know, you, if you think about all the Disney parks right. uh, that are in the a- Asian market, it just kind of makes sense to, you know, have that ability to right. attack exactly. on a Disney cruise to your vacation as well. Sure. So, um, and now in case you don't know, the ship that will be sailing in this area is the one we told you about several weeks ago. That was the partially completed ship that was acquired by Disney Cruise Line. It was formerly known as the Global Dream. We don't have a name for it yet from Disney. Uh, Imagineers are currently working to kind of finish that ship and stylize it like, like like what you would expect from a Disney cruise ship. Cause when this thing was built, it was built for another company entirely. So right. they, they had some cool things already being built on it, but you know, Disney wants to make sure they have their flair on right. board. And that it's consistent with the theming that d- people who, f- who cruise with Disney know. Right. And we've seen some concept artwork for how mm-hmm. it will become, you know, and they, they, if you've looked back and if, if you did any studying on it and you can look back on some of the original concept art where it's going to look similar, but a lot different than what they was originally imagined to be. It's going to fit right into the uh, Disney cruise fleet for sure right. when it's yeah. done. Yeah. 
So. so they say it will feature innovative Disney experiences along with the dazzling entertainment, world-class dining, and legendary guest services that set Disney Cruise Line apart. Guests of all ages will find dedicated spaces and activities designed just for them, and families will create unforgettable memories with beloved characters such as Captain Mickey Mouse, Captain Minnie Mouse, Disney princesses, Marvel superheroes, and more. Disney Cruise Line estimates the passenger capacity of the 208,000 gross ton ship to be approximately 6,000. So this is going to be quite a bit bigger than um, the Disney Wish currently is Disney Cruise Line's largest ship. And Mm -hmm. the Disney Treasure will be about the same size. Uh, So this is going to be significantly larger. Uh, It's also going to have approximately 2,300 crew members is expected to be among the first in the Disney cruise industry to be fueled by green methanol, which is one of the lowest emission fuels available. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, construction is projected to be completed at the MV Werften shipyard in Wiesmar, Germany. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Under the management of Meyer Werft and uh, the Papenburg-based company that built the Disney Dream, Disney Fantasy, the Disney Wish, and is currently constructing the Disney Treasure and will be constructing the next uh, new mm. Disney ship after the treasure. By the way, speaking of the treasure, they just laid the coin. You know, they yeah. do this for every new cr- Disney ship into the hull. Uh, right. They just did that this week. So that's how it's moving along. And we also found that they, they showed us Minnie Mouse's, right. Captain, Captain Minnie Mouse's mm-hmm. brand new adventurous right. outfit that yeah. she'll be debuting aboard that ship once it starts sailing as yeah, well. So sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is exciting between uh, the Disney treasure coming very soon and, you know, Lighthouse Point, which we just booked right. our cruises for, as we told you earlier. And then whatever the global dream becomes, whatever the Disney decides to name that ship. And then we have another yeah. Disney ship coming in the next several years as well. Wow. It's it's fascinating and fantastic that yeah. uh, we're going to have all these opportunities to sail more and more aboard Disney cruises yeah. soon. And different experiences mm-hmm. and more fun. For sure. For sure. So that's, that is very, very cool. Uh, moving on, there is an interesting discount available for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. They're looking to book a voyage through a galaxy far, far away in the yeah. very near future. Uh, this again from a this time a Walt Disney World annual pass holder email to us because we just happen to be annual pass holders. <laughs> uh, they say embark on a revolutionary two night adventure in a galaxy far, far away with a special offer. Annual pass holders can save thirty percent on select Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyages, valid for valid for voyages on dates through the spring. So it'll be April. May and June of 2023. Right. So the, right now, if like if you're thinking about going, you want to go right now, and you're in a Dis- Walt Disney World annual pass holder, this may be a fantastic opportunity for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet deal of getting that much percentage off. And uh, yeah, if you're a newsletter subscriber, we included that information yeah. and the dates and things like that. So cool. Yeah, there's a lot of dates through April, May, June. Mm-hmm. Ton of them that you can uh, use this deal for. It is against the you know, there's no discounts associated with it aside from this. It is whatever the price was originally. But I think that's kind of the way it's been going anyway. So I yeah, don't think it's, right. if you're thinking it's going to be, you know, uh, $4,000, you know, that's for almost $5,000. Right. That's probably what it's going to be when you're in and then knock right. 30% off of that. Right, right. Yeah. And they do have 
um, limited capacity of each of those uh, voyages. So yeah. it's not like, every, you know, every single room is going to have that. Right. But. So you're going to want to book that soon. And mm -hmm. hey, you know what? That's another great thing that Nate would be fantastic yeah. at because he's done it. He has another one coming up here pretty soon. He's going to do it again. That's how much he liked it. Yeah. So he would be a great person to talk to about this and have it help you book. Right. And if you have questions about it, he's a great resource. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. We'll always answer your questions, but Nate is there specifically to answer your travel questions. Right. So definitely uh, get in touch with him. And again, remember, Tom and Michelle sent you. That's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. But when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome. She's great. She's wonderful. She's all things good in the world. She has the best answers to your questions. She has the best lists, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Um, so my tip is it's one of these things. It's, very, very unlikely you would need it, but if you did need it, you'd want to have preparation. And it really has to do with a safety item if you're traveling with um, little ones. And that is, uh, before you enter the park, once everybody is dressed and ready to go, take a picture of your child or children. Um, in the very unlikely event, they get separated from you. And it could be something as easy as, you know, you're in a store and in they wander off or something like that. And it could be something brief, but, um, having a picture of, you know, what they look like at more importantly too, what they're wearing can be so helpful to, you know, cast members who are trying to assist you in getting reconnected, you know, cause I mean, you could definitely draw a blank at that point. It was like, what did I dress the, my child in today? You know, plus it gives them, you know, color coordinations and yourself too of, what you're looking for in a crowd of people and kids. So it's just a safety feature. Like I said, it's something you probably will never need, but if it were to happen, you'd want to have that preparation. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, like you said, hopefully it never happens, but we all know we've as parents, yeah. we've all been through that moment where you turned around for some reason, your kid was right there and then you turn back again and they like, where did they go? Right. What, right. Where, what happened? You know, right. they could be just very close, but maybe they, they saw a character and they just kind of wandered to, to right. see them. Right. And there's so many people around it. They could be right near you and you might not see them. So, right. they, you know, it's, it's something simple. Uh, that can happen. It's nobody's fault, but it does happen. Right, you know, right. it's happened to all of us at some point in grocery stores, whatever, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's happened. Uh, so it's best to be as prepared as possible. And that's a, that's a great way to kind of help right. things out when the cast members, cause the cast members will want to help you out for right, sure. Yeah. You know? And it's also good to let your kids, you know, be aware of cast members, what they're right. like, what their buttons look like so that if, you can alert them. Look, if we do get separated for some reason, go to somebody who has one of these badges and let them know and they'll, they'll take over. Just go head over to Captain Jack Sparrow and hang out with him yeah. for a while. He'll take good care of you. Hi. <laughs> random character i, I know <laughs> I just i'm lost with where you're going with that but okay it's fine i just thought he'd be my, the most interesting character for your, your for your kid when they're lost to be True. attached to <laughs> you know. all right oh uh, boy we're, the questions have me giddy apparently yeah, I so, so. <laughs> move on. so i don't know how much you want to take my tip <laughs> for reality but um here is my tip of the week 
Do what you want with it. Um, as we know, Tron Light Cycle Run is opening mm-hmm. officially this week. Now, it's been, of course, open for previews. We've had some cast member previews. We've had a soft opening. Right. But it is officially opening for everybody as of this week. And that means, well, we have another virtual queue <laughs> that you want to get ready for. So I thought I'd go over kind of some of the... The tips again, in case you haven't done a virtual queue or you haven't done one in a while, right. of what to remember when you when you if you really really want to get on Tron Light Cycle Run because right. it, you know these virtual queues, you know how they go. They can be a little bit of a panic in the morning, <laughs> right. but I'm going to try and get you set up so hopefully it'll be slightly less of a panic in the morning when you do this. So <laughs> remember, the first time you'll have the chance to do it is at 7 a.m. Uh, you can do that from wherever you are, as long as you have a park reservation for Magic Kingdom for that day. You're going to want to do it right through your My Disney Experience app. And now, if you're unsuccessful at 7 a.m., you'll have another chance at 1 p.m. But for that one, you will need to be in the Disney park to try for it or at least have scanned in for mm-hmm. that day through your reservation. And if you're staying at a Walt Disney World Deluxe or Deluxe uh, Villa Resort, mm-hmm. you if they are having the extended hours at Magic Kingdom that night, right. you will get another opportunity at 6 p.m. That is, is if you have um, park hopper availability right, to right. go there or if you've already had a park reservation for that spot. Now, you'll want to be signed in in advance to the My Disney Experience app before you go. So before 7 a.m., before 1 p.m., before 6 p.m., whatever, you'll want to be signed in. And up to an hour before the window opens for you to try and get that group, that virtual queue, you can confirm your party on there. You're going to want to do that because you're right. not going to want to freak out at the end wondering if everybody that's in your party is attached to this right. boarding group. You, and believe me, you don't want to take the time to look at it to see because right. you will not, you may not have that much time. Right. We've seen these virtual queues go very, very quickly at certain points. So once you get very near that time, 7 a.m., 1 p.m., 6 p.m., you're going to want to have that window open. There'll be a virtual queue uh, window right there on your My Disney Experience app that you can go to and you know it'll tell you which attractions you can try for. Hit that one for Tron Light Cycle Run. And you're going to want to kind of, there'll be a refresh button at the end, or you can hard refresh it by kind of um, swiping swiping it with your finger. Either way, you're going to want to kind of like, as you're getting close to, be sure you know what time it is, as close to seven, one, or you just want to keep refresh, 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 right during that time. And then as soon as you'll see a a window there, suddenly become, it says, join virtual queue. Hit that quickly. You know your party's already confirmed, so there'll be another button that says confirm party. Hit that. Boom. You're good. Right. You'll either get that boarding group or they'll say, sorry, you missed out. Right. Hopefully, you've got that boarding group. Keep good thoughts. Again, you'll have other opportunities possibly to do it. Right. So if for some reason you don't get that group or if you just don't want to deal with the panic <laughs> or whatever, if it's value to you financially, you can also spend a little money and purchase the individual lightning lane for this attraction as well. That may go relatively quickly as right. well, so um, be prepared for that. So, yeah, and you don't need to have Genie Plus to get the lightning lane. Right, not lane. for individuals, not for individual right. lightning lanes, um, that you're paying um, the, the price just for that. Right. So you don't need to buy Genie Plus and that. You can do that if you want, but right. you don't have to do that. Right. So hopefully, good luck. Um, I don't know how fast these are going to go. We, as we saw with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, at first they were going really quickly. Then as we went through a few weeks after mm-hmm. its debut, it started to slow down. You had a little more time to get those groups in later right. on. So hopefully that's kind of the way 
uh, Tron will go, especially as they, if we see that it's functioning well and they're getting a lot of boarding groups on, they'll maybe open up a few more early on. So, right. um, And it's also time of year. Like um, this is opening right when it's a a peak time of year with the the Easter holidays. And, And so the parks, even just trying to get Genie Plus could become a challenge too um so keep that in mind but uh, as you get in lesser busy busy times of the year you you'll also see some easier times to get getting some of these for sure so good luck out there yeah uh we're rooting for you and we hope you get to check out tron light cycle run because it's a pretty cool attraction it's pretty cool that's it for this week's show next week well our show will be dropping on easter sunday Mm -hmm. so you know, we thought we'd take a look at those little hidden gems. Now, we've done this before on Easter or around Easter for films and shows, Easter eggs within films and shows. Well, now we're going to be looking at the kind of the parks and resorts and, and find out some of those little hidden gems, those little Easter eggs that can be found throughout them. I'm imagining it's going to be both in Disneyland and uh, at Walt Disney World. Right. And it's it's not we're not talking about the games that you can pay to do. Yeah, not the, not the right. <laughs> not the literal Easter eggs you hunt for. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is just some things that the Imagineers have placed into the parks, whether it be attractions or restaurants and, and resorts and things like that, that can help you really find that little special something. Yeah, a little something nostalgic or maybe something that's associated in some rough way with uh, these attractions or these resorts or whatever that kind of like when you see it, you're like, oh, that's that thing about that thing. And, you know, it just helps with the storytelling. Exactly. Which is all about storytelling is what we're talking about for the last several weeks. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, finding out more about that and seeing what kind of Easter eggs we come up with. Yeah. For sure. So as for today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Ooh, that was not yeah, good. I was going to say, take slow two. down. Take your time. You don't really want me to do that. <laughs> slow down. Not it's going to be like PBS. Find your happy medium. <laughs> I thought that this was my happy medium. <laughs> anyway, uh, at Hyperion Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. We're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there, or just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. You know, whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you. We do love hearing from you, just like we did this week with all your wonderful questions. Again, thanks to everybody who sent those questions in, and we'd be happy to answer more of them every single week. You don't have to wait till our Ask Us Anything sure. show to send us a question and the gmail account is a great way to do that and thanks for listening to another episode of the hyperion adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time i'm tom i'm michelle and we hope that you have a magical week